Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Um, so my life has been chaotic mm-hmm. and I have not been reading anything. <laughs> Um, that's not true. I've been reading. It's just been very slowly. So I haven't been finishing mm-hmm. anything. And I'm trying to read like three things at once, yeah. which is what you do mm-hmm. when you have no time. Yes. You know, just yes. like 100% leave a lot of things uncompleted. So that's where I'm at. How are you, Sarah? Are you reading anything good right now? Um, but yes, I am. I actually started reading um, an arc that we got. Ooh, yes. which one? It's called The Abandoned Realm. Um, and I totally forgot what it was about. Because I read the back of books all the time and then never remember. And then I never reread the back before I start the book itself. I do that same thing where it's like, I'll read it as I'm getting it. Yep. And then if it gets set aside and I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, now I'm going to go read this book. I'm like, wait, what were you? I know. And I don't read the back either. I'm like, let's just dive in. Because it was just on the TBR. And I'm like, well, obviously I read it and thought it was going to be something I wanted to read. So exactly. That's why it's on the TBR. So when I started reading it, I was like, huh, I was like, this is an interesting like way to write a book because it's like it's about somebody who's writing a book yeah so it was like the first chapter was about this girl that's writing the book the second chapter like dove into like it was literally the book that she was writing i was like yeah. well, this is gonna be interesting if it's like back and forth every chapter mm-hmm. but then by like chapter i don't know five it's like the most interesting idea oh really yes so the story that the girl was writing mm-hmm. she like stops writing it and the character like falls into the forgotten realm (gasps) and the realm is all of these characters that have been quote unquote like did like killed off by their authors or like the authors quit writing the stories so it's all these characters that are like their book is unfinished and i was like (gasps) this is like the most legit idea ever that's such a good idea i was i was enthralled i was like did i read this on the back like i don't even remember if this is on the back of the book but i was like this is such a cool idea so i'm only like five chapters in but i'm like really interested to see how this like all plays out yeah that's awesome that is one of the books that i just started mm-hmm. one of the like three books i'm currently reading <laughs> i've only read the first chapter of it though yeah and that's so intriguing yeah so it definitely it sucked me in i was like oh I, I was not expecting this, so I'm, like, kind of excited about this. Um, but, yeah, it's called The Abandoned Realm by Brittany Hansen. Um, so thank you, Brittany, for sending this. Um, yeah. It should be out by the time this episode airs, so you can all go read it. That sounds really cool. Okay, updates to come from us on that. Yes. I love that. Um, speaking real quick of bad book practices, mm-hmm. um, in our Discord – two things popped up in my mind but the first one someone mentioned like they know someone who like will read the first and like last page of a book to <gasps> no. see if it's worth it no here's the thing i am so guilty of that. <gasps> you do that no I, how I can you it's called anxiety sarah <laughs> <laughs> i like because i i know it's shameful mm-hmm. i hide it i keep it to myself yeah but just knowing another person out there does it, it gave me the bravery to come forward and wow. admit this bad practice of mine. I don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But like Deathly Hallows is a great example mm-hmm. of I'm just going to read the last page. Oh, major question then. Did you do it for CC too? I, I'm trying to remember. I think I did. <gasps> I think I... Mm, no, because... Okay, wait, no. Here's the thing. I did, however, the end of CC2... Oh, there's like the epilogue. Is the epilogue. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So that was why... Not I... spoiling, but just like, we know the end of every SJM book is crazy. Yes. So. So it was the epilogue. So the okay. thing you're concerned about me mm-hmm. having read early... Was not. Was not what happened. Okay. It was... Because that would have been... You would have just destroyed the whole book for yourself. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Which, here's the thing, anxiety. Yes. Okay. So 
And I, I don't like read the whole last chapter or even necessarily the whole last page, mm-hmm. but I will like Deathly Hollows as an example. I remember opening it, looking at it and seeing all was well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all will be well. All will be well. It's fine. <laughs> and like, that was enough for me. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't read that mm-hmm. whole epilogue from Deathly Hollows. It was just, oh, all is well. All is well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I will do that. That's which so funny. Which is shameful, mm-hmm. but it's fine. It's fine. I can't help it. But again, I don't do it every time, but books where I either there's been like a lot of hype or mm-hmm. there's like higher anxiety, like happy place, Emily Henry. I totally did it. Oh. Like that's another one where it's like, I just, I want to know. Yeah. Just like an inkling. I just need an inkling mm-hmm. of where we're going. <laughs> Just an inkling. That's too funny. Or sometimes if I'm mid book and I have high anxiety in the <gasps> no! book, I will go <laughs> last page and do what I just did if I didn't do it in the first place. Terrible book etiquette. It's horrible, but like. Okay. What's the second one? Now I'm really curious. Oh, well, th- so this is not bad book etiquette, oh, but this okay. is a cool book thing that happened on the discord that someone shared. And I was like, this is such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what she called it. It was, hold on a sec. While you're doing that, I'll do a little plug. If you haven't joined our Patreon to be part of our Discord family, you should sign up because we talk and it's awesome and you can be a member. Yeah, we love getting to know you. This is so much fun for us. Right. Um, So, and hopefully vice versa. I'm not going to speak for you, but... (laughs) I, would assume. I, I like to dream that that's the reason why you're there. Um, but no. Okay. So one of our listeners does an around or she's doing an around the world book club with her friends. Okay. So she has a friend between the three of them. One's in the U S mm-hmm. one's in Brazil and one's in Europe mm-hmm. and they're each getting a book and they're reading and they're tabbing the book or making notes in the book. Mm-hmm. And then they're mailing the book to someone. It's like <gasps> sisterhood of the traveling pants, that's but with books. So fun. So they each have a book and they're going to rotate between them and like each write in it. And then it'll like end up back at the, I love that original person. That's such a good idea. That's so right? cool. I was like, Oh dang. I want to do this. I want to do this. Yes. That's so cool. So, I mean, it's just an idea. I might have to tab in a book, but I would do it. I for know. This. I, I was thinking about it because <laughs> I mean, y'all have heard of Andy and Caitlin. They haven't, mm-hmm. They haven't been on the podcast in a while because they moved away. Yes. Um. But this immediately came to my mind. I was like, can the four of us. <gasps> that would be so fun. Come together and do something like this. But then I was like, how would Sarah handle this? And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe it's like just writing notes in the margins. It doesn't yeah. have to be tabs. It no. could just be like. Something. Something within the book. Yes. I can Because if it. all of us are writing notes or all of us are tabbing, mm-hmm. like it's going to get too overwhelming. Right. Oh, so maybe we each take a role. One of us taps. Mm-hmm. One of us is margins. Mm-hmm. One of us is like a highlighter. Highlighter. One of us is like random. Whatever else. Post-its at the end of each chapter. <laughs> that's like reaction. Yes. Something. I don't know. Just an idea. I'm but in. I thought this was, I thought it was such a good idea. That's really cool. Um, so yeah. I, I wanted love to that. share that. In case anyone else has long distance friendships mm-hmm. that they want to do something like that with i love that also join the discord yeah <laughs> which you join the discord by joining our patreon membership right yes for clarity mm-hmm. um you can join the discord for as low as a dollar a month like yeah. it's just low table stakes mm-hmm. that's 12 dollars a year <laughs> to have such awesome conversation and connection yes about your favorite books with your favorite people Nothing better. There's nothing better. <laughs> I shouldn't have to sell you on this. It's fine. Um. So anyway, I thought that was really cool. And speaking of Patreon, um, our book club is this week. Yes. So for all of our fam mm-hmm. members, um, they are part of an exclusive quarterly book club with us. Um, yes. And yeah, we're doing our book club this Sunday. So yes. um, live chats. Yes. You get to tell us what you think about the book. We tell you what we thought. Mm-hmm. You get to hear from other folks. It's, it's a lot of fun. So much fun. So. so. If you want to join and read a book really quick, you can still sign up. That's true. <laughs> or I mean, sign up and then join next month's or next quarter's book club. So yeah, mm-hmm. lots of fun things. But public reminder. Yes. Book club is this week. Yes. So excited about it. Mm-hmm. So shall we dive in? Let's. Okay. So this episode we're calling Not Your Average Lunch Meeting. Um, and we're doing chapters 14 through 
17. Yes. A interesting bunch of chapters. Very much so. So chapter 14 summary, Hunt gets a new partner and Therian comes calling. What'd you notice? I feel so bad for Naomi in this chapter. Oh my God. Like getting paired up with Pollux. <laughs> Is just straight miserable. That's rude. I feel so bad for her. Um, yeah. But I'm very interested in Hunt's combo with Baxian and like what more is going to come from that. Yeah. It's just a, it's weird. He, Baxian yeah. is a very interesting character to me right now. Yes. Because it's like, Pollux is obvious. Yes. Baxian's, he has like, his actions don't show that he's great. Right. But they also don't show that he's terrible right but his personality seems chill Mm -hmm. so like he makes it sound like he was just like hunt and that he had no choice right and he's like well maybe if you like asked or tried hunt like you would know these things about me Mm. and i was like huh Hmm. Eh. interesting yeah, there's a quote. It says, you were always a literal sort of bastard. Couldn't read between the lines. I was like, huh. Um, so Celestina sent like a text out essentially mm-hmm. saying, partners, switcheroo. Yes. It's like a square dance where they're like, turn your partners and treat them. <laughs> Boop. Naomi's with Pollux, Baxine and Hunt. Yeah. Fun new pairs. Mm-hmm. I'm just very surprised. Like. Yeah that Celestina did that especially after coming in and being like oh like you know I love everyone and I want to fit in here and make everybody feel good I was just kind of surprised that she would throw Naomi to the wolves at least I mean well I mean you can't put him with Hunt true (laughs) that's true yeah and I guess she's like trying to make them like them feel welcome right so like so they get the lay of the land and like yeah. everything like that i like kind of get it yeah it just it sucks for naomi yes i thought it was really interesting like vaccine's talking to hunt um and he tells him that he's surprised that hunt hasn't like died from boredom like being <laughs> <laughs> like what he's doing now to which hunt responds like that he craves a normal life and it's yeah. just like it's so interesting to see like how hunts like evolved over the past mm-hmm. year like i know he always wanted like the war to end and all these things but it's like now that he's got this thing with bryce like he just wants a normal life like he's super happy like about that and it's like you know vaccine points to the scar on his neck and says like the male who gave me this would be horrified and uh hunt says the male that gave you that gave you that always wanted peace and he says didn't seem like that when your lightning filleted me and Hunt says, you handed that rebel family to Sandriel without second thought. I'd say you had it coming. And Baxian says, you were always a literal sort of bastard. Couldn't read between the lines. And Hunt says, what the fuck does that mean? He says, I might not have been a slave as you are, were, but I had as little choice in serving Sandriel as you did. Only I didn't make my displeasure known. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so Sounds interesting. like he played the game. Right. And Hunt says, bullshit. You served her gladly. You don't get to rewrite your history now that you're here. And Baxin says, you never asked me why I was in her triari, you know, not once in all those decades. You're like that with everyone at the large surface level. Burn. I'm just like, that's such an interesting perspective of Hunt Mm -hmm. that I never really had before. I think he was just always so caught up in his own world. Yeah. But it's like he says, Baxin says that. And I'm like, I kind of totally understand what Baxin's saying. Yeah, I was like, it. Hunt was so like wrapped up in like, you know, his like feelings for Shahar and yep. like this war that he was fighting and yep. like everyone was doing wrong except him. Yeah. And I'm like, I see that. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate that. I hate that I have like that version of Hunt now, like in my head. Yeah. Of like surface level. But yeah, only caring about yourself. Like even with like Isaiah and Naomi, it's yep. like never going out with them. Yep. Always prioritizing himself first. Yeah. It's just interesting because I'm like, well, was Baxian a bad guy or do you just have a skewed perception of him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. Because they're partners. Yes. So I'm I'm hoping we get a lot more dialogue between the two of them. Yes. Also, some interesting other tidbits about the rest of Shahar's Triari. Mm -hmm. Apparently the the Pollux Pollux (laughs) and the Hind are kind of a thing. Yeah. But like not officially, but like basically, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. And the Hind and the Harpy are with Ephraim, who's mm-hmm. the other new archangel. Right. So 
Pollux is sad that his lover mm-hmm. has been separated. Well, I don't know if he's necessarily well, sad that he's missing his lover because it said uh, he just likes to have control over his belongings. And it's like. And how about sad in like a toxic male kind of way? Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Um, and it's interesting because, like, Baxian keeps referring to the hind as Lydia. Yeah. Like, nobody else calls her that. No. Like, and it it's just odd. And it's like, Hun also thought that, like, Baxian and the harpy were a pair. But apparently that's not a thing either. Um, Baxian says that the harpy would be better paired up with Pollux. And I'm like, I, I feel like Hunt has, like, no understanding of Sandril's Triari, even though he was in it, like, for years. Yeah. So it's really bizarre to me. Yeah. His perception of everything right now. It is. It almost makes you wonder what you can trust. Right. Um, and then I thought it was interesting. So Hunt asked him, like, like, why are you like still here? Mm-hmm. Like Sandro's gone, you're free. Yeah. You don't have to be here. Yeah. And you know, Baxian says I could ask the same question of you, and Hunt's like, I need the money, which That's the biggest lot of crap. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because he goes, Is that so? Like Bryce Quinlan's an expensive girlfriend, I take it. Princesses like pretty things. And Hunt just kind of says, like, exactly. Um but then he like really just like kind of shuts off. He says, like, here's the first rule of getting adjusted. Don't fucking talk to me unless I talk to you. And like I'm like, Hunt, like chill out. Yeah. Like people can like acknowledge Bryce and like yeah. you don't need to Well and he tell Baxian tells Hunt that he likes Bryce. He says she's got balls. Yeah. I was like, okay, like that's So like calm down. Calm he didn't down. say anything bad. And then um Baxian just says like he's taking the assignment seriously and Hunt just says like, Oh, I know, so am I. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, You're being weirdly aggressive. Yes. Cause Baxian didn't do anything to you. I don't feel like Baxian's done anything, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, so then we pan to Bryce's apartment mm-hmm. where Ethan's been Jay chilling. Yes. And Therian shows up mm-hmm. before everyone else. Yeah. You've arrived early to the party. Yeah. And so Ethan and Therian are just like sizing each other up, basically. Mm-hmm. And oh, I just hilarious. was cracking up about it all. Yes. Um, but, you know, I thought it was really smart. Like Ethan's like checking Therian's phone to like <laughs> make sure that like Bryce is okay with him being There's in there. There's no trust. No trust at all. Um, but Therian and Bryce's flirting is like amazing when he's like reading the text. I was dying. It's so good. So funny. Mm -hmm. So he comes in because he, you know, is cleared by Ethan. (laughs) Um, and then Therian kind of starts asking him about Danica since Mm -hmm. he didn't say much the other night. Right. Um, and he tells him that, you know, the only thing he can think of that would like, be worthy of a response was that she was a history major and she once told me that she was doing research on something that would likely land her in a heap of trouble but when I asked her later what she'd gotten on the paper she said she'd change subjects I always thought it was weird and Therian says why he says because Danica was relentless if she was interested in something she didn't stop I didn't really believe that she'd ever that she'd have changed the subject of the paper without good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and Therian says, you think a college student found something top secret that led her to Ophion? And he says, Danica wasn't ever only a college student. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel like that's like a very accurate response. Yeah. I, I could see something weird happening there. I mean, it's crazy to think that like a 20 year old discovered right. like these top secret hidden agenda items kind of a thing. Right. Maybe she's just putting the pieces together. Yeah, like I get what Therian's saying. It's like, what twenty-year-old's able to put this together when like people haven't been able to do it for how yeah. many years? Right. Like, why her? But then I see it from like Ethan. Like, yeah. knows like Danica was that person that just like didn't let things go and was so powerful. Like she was gonna be the next yep. prime. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. We do know that, right? Like history is like a very sensitive topic with this because like. So many of those library books are like mm-hmm. were destroyed and are like just was trying to save them, right? Like all of that. You're yeah. like, hmm, what historically could have been found out? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Chapter 15. Yes. Rune walks Bryce home where Adis is waiting for her. I said, mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> I said, what in the actual hell is going on here? <laughs> but actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So Rune's walking Bryce home, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. It is. Yes. What'd you notice? Um, I, I just, I love that she has a relationship with her brother now. Like yes. she called him to meet her outside so they could talk about, 
you know, kind of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they, she just wants to talk about Danica. Yeah. Of course. I'm like, Danica, freaking Danica. Danica. Um, but she tells him that Danica was a bloodhound and Rune is surprised, but like not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was interesting. Like he thinks back to when he first met Danica and he had like run into Bryce and her like at some random party mm-hmm. and instantly like Danica knew what they were to each other yeah. without having said anything. Like, yeah. They just like, she knew that they were siblings and nobody else knew. Yeah. So he knew something, but like, I don't know. I don't it's know if a bloodhound is like a thing that's ever like really mentioned right. normally for people. So like, I don't know right. if that's even like a commonly known power. Well, again, I'm going to say this again. I think Danica comes across as very intuitive. Yes. So like I th- maybe someone guessed that she maybe just put the piece or maybe Rune guessed that mm-hmm. she just kind of put the pieces together. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about like Sophie knowing Danica and all of that. And, you know, is it dangerous for her to like start thinking about a meal and everything there and like trying to help this kid. And Bryce is just kind of like really like flipping about it. She's like, talking about the Asterian saying that they could have killed her this spring, but they didn't. So she doesn't think they will now. And I think Rune has a really good point. He says, if they want you alive, I'd start wondering why that is. You have the horn in your back. That's no small thing. And then he keeps going on to say, you're a power player now, Bryce, whether you like it or not. And trust me, I get it. It sucks to want to be normal, but to have all this other shit that keeps that keeps you from being that way, but you're starborn and you have the horn and you have a lot of power. Thanks to the drop. The Bryce before this spring might have searched for a meal with few repercussions, but the Bryce who exists now, any move you make will be politicized, analyzed, viewed as an act of aggression or rebellion or outright war, no matter what you say. And I was like, Oh, reality. check. Yeah. But I'm, she needs it. You know what? We all need a big brother who's going to give us that reality check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but surprisingly, she says, I know. Yeah. I was very surprised. I was like, you actually acknowledge the fact that all <laughs> that your life has changed? They're like, we, They're growing. The I relationship know. is getting better. I know. Like, I, I know it sucks, but like, it is yeah. what it is. It is what it is. Um, so they get back to the apartment and Bryce opens the door and sees like Ethan and Therian relaxing on the couch, eating pizza and scratching a white cat. Yeah, when they said cat for a second, I was just like, that's a weird way to refer to Syrinx. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, okay, so but this cat is not Syrinx. No. No, it wasn't just like a weird Syrinx reference. Right. We, like, flashback to CC1, mm-hmm. where what else was a white cat? Oh, only Adis, the prince Adis, of hell. the prince of hell. And their reactions are so funny. Ethan's just like, your cat's a sweetheart. And they're just, like, petting him. <laughs> And, like, Rune and Hunt are, like, because Hunt jumps in, too, like, at almost this exact same moment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both, like, oh, what? Uh, uh. Yeah. And they're, like, battle mode, mm-hmm. like, sensing something's wrong. Yeah. And Bryce just goes, that's not a cat. <laughs> Cracks me up. This whole scene just, like, blew my mind. I was, like. Yes. What is happening? What's happening? I was, yeah. Well, just the fact, first off, that they're petting this cat that is actually a prince of hell. Yeah. Was cracking me up. So funny. And it's like, as soon as she's like, not a cat, they like jump up and <laughs> it, like go for their weapons. And, you know, like Hunt's barging through the door with like his lightning power blazing. Right. And it says, oh, calm yourself, the prince of the chasm said. And I was like, I'm dying. That is so funny. And dying. he's standing on the coffee table because he's a cat. Yeah. He's still in cat form. Mm-hmm. And he's, said, he's got little fangs. <laughs> it said Hunt hardly breathed as the cat trotted up to her and wended between her legs, brushing against her shins. Hello, princess. Hunt's blood chilled. The demon prince purred the words with such intent, such delight, like he had some sort of claim on her. Hunt's lightning flared. Mm-hmm. And I am cracking up. You're so funny. Yes. I'm and like, are you really jealous? Like, of a cat. Of a cat slash yeah. Prince of Hell. Like, do you, you really, really, you think Bryce is going okay, for this guy? Calm sure. down. Sure. Um, but Ada says to her, why don't you know how to use your powers yet? And she says, I can use them. And he goes, party tricks. I meant your real powers, your heritage. And you're like, more powers? And I'm like, what does her heritage have to do with it? She's half fae. Like, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
question, question. Um, and so we get a little bit about like the, like the starborn heritage stuff. And mm-hmm. she says, I remember your last starborn queen, Thea and her powers. Your light is her light. I'd recognize that luster anywhere. I'm assuming you have her other gifts as well. And right. Like, what are these other gifts? Right. Well, and the fact that her light is Bryce's light, like yeah. what, what does her light look like versus other light? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rune asks, you knew the last starborn queen. Uh, it says Adis's eyes now flared with a strange sort of rage as he looked upon the Fae Prince. I did. And I knew the sniveling prince whose light you bear. Interesting. I think it's interesting that the light like is different yeah. for each starborn and like passed on in that way. And the fact that Adis is like ragefully looking at Rune, I'm like, he didn't we don't do like anything him. to you. Apparently we don't like that dude though. No. Um, yeah. And it's like Bryce didn't realize there was a difference between the starlight either. Really? Like she's right. like, I just thought, you know, mine was brighter, mm-hmm. but apparently they are different. Um, and Adis tells them that Peleus was no true prince. Um, and that's the one who, you know, we thought banished all these people to hell. Right. Like Prince Peleus is like a big deal. Yeah. Um, but it says he was Thea's high general and appointed himself prince after he forcibly wed Helena. Thea was dead by that point. Peleus slew her and stole her blade when he'd finished. That sword belongs to Thea's female heir, not the male offspring who corrupted her line. Mm-hmm. Like this is all just like mic drop, mic this drop, is like mic drop, bomb, bomb, bomb. Century old like gossip. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Adis tells them that the war that went on 15,000 years ago, the war that Hun mm. had fought in way back when, this is all the same war that's being fought now. And it is time to make a push. Okay. But here we go. You skipped over a line. It says, oh. the same war you fought Hunt Athalar in a different form. What? That's weird. What other form could Hunt have taken? I don't know. That's very bizarre. Right. I trust. I don't trust that. I trust no. nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, let's see. So then Ethan questions them saying like, like hell's our enemy. Just like Ethan's so out of the loop. Yeah. It like cracked me up when he was like, he's like, wait, we like hell. Yeah. What? Um, but Adis kind of ignores him. And he asks yeah. like, who wrote the history to which Therian says the Asteri. And then Therian realizes that the version of history they know is not correct. Yeah. Um, Ada says the Asteri fed their lives to your ancestors, made the scholars and philosophers write down their version of events under the penalty of death, erase the, erase the events from the record. That library your former employer possesses is what remains of the truth of the world before the Asteri and the few brave souls who tried to voice that truth afterwards. You knew that Bryce Quinlan and protected the books for years, yet you have done nothing with that knowledge. What in the actual heck? I don't know. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Bryce Quinlan knows that this history is a lie. She knew that Peleus was bad. I mean, she's been with those books for forever. But then she hasn't told anyone? I mean, what do you do? What? How do you do anything with that? That's insane. Like, I know she worked there, but, like, I never thought that she actually, like, read all of those books. You know what I mean? Like, just the fact that she knew all that and never told anybody. Maybe she, like, didn't put any stock into it. I don't know. I was I just know. blown away. Yeah. And then Adis keeps going. He goes, what was this world before the Asteri? And Therian says, ancient humans and their gods dwelt here. I've heard the ruins of their civilization are deep beneath the sea. And Adis says, and where did the Asteri come from? Where did the Fae or the Shifters or the Angels come from? And then Bryce kind of like cuts off the conversation. But like, those are very good questions. Those are great questions. Tell me more. Yes. Um so- Adis tells Bryce, he says, the war approaches, it's crescendo, and your power isn't ready. And she says, how fucking cliche. Whatever my other powers are, I want nothing to do with them. Not if they somehow link me to you. The Asteria will consider that a serious threat. Rightly so. And he says, people died so you could have this power. People have been dying in this battle for 15,000 years so we could reach this point. Don't play the reluctant hero now. That is cliche. Dang. I'm like, yes, Adis. Burn so good so true yeah it's just it's wild yeah like to think that like fifteen thousand years of history has been leading to this moment like no pressure (laughs) that's crazy um all right so let's see oh i thought this was crazy hunt asks about hell's army oh my gosh last spring 
And Adis's response like blew me away. He says, those armies have always been to help you, not to conquer. The attack was a mistake. The beasts that swept in were pets, animals. Micah opened the doors to their pens. They ran amok as they saw fit. Fortunately, you took control of the situation before our intervention was required. Hell's armies shall strike at your command, Bryce Quinlan. What? Excuse me? <laughs> also, you could have acted like a little faster, but like it's fine. I'm just blown away. Yeah, that's wild. The My jaw is like on the floor. Well, just the fact that like the th- those creatures were pets and yeah. they weren't supposed to like that. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, I don't know. And just like I, I don't know. The whole thing. It's wild. Is astounding to me. And the fact that the armies will strike at her command. And you're like, why? why? Why are you going to strike at Bryce's command? Who is she to like Hell's armies? These are the questions. All the questions. This is literally all the questions. Yep. So then he's like, he's basically telling her like, you need to get in this game. Mm -hmm. Like start getting involved, like help with this rebellion basically. Yeah. And Bryce is kind of like, I don't even like know like where to start. Right. Like, I don't know any of the rebels. Mm -hmm. And, Adis goes, that's not true. There's one right behind you. And it is Agent Silverbow. A.K.A. Cormac. Cormac. What? What? The freaking heck. A. Cormac's a spy. B. He's Agent Silverbow. I'm blown away. Yeah. All right. Chapter 16. Cormac, A.K.A. Agent Silverbow, has entered the chat. What? All... (laughs) All the info that they have is shared amongst everybody. Yep. Like, I think Bryce makes a great proposal, and I think it will be accepted tomorrow. Uh, but I'm also surprised at how much I like Cormac. Like, I'm yep. 100% on board with him. I think Cormac's a one. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, very principled. I very much like him. All right. So, Cormac's casually here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, how did you get here? Yes. And, like, Adis is also, like, just gone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, bye crazy yeah so neither rune nor cormac's dad knows that cormac is an opian rebel yeah. um and he tells them that they never will right obviously um and you know he asks them how they know sophie renast but bryce pushes back and she's like asking how do you know sophie renast <laughs> um and therian guesses you know sophie was cormac's girlfriend and seems like he was right mm-hmm so Bryce asks, like, can we all just sit down and talk instead of doing this, like, weird standoff thing? Because they are all just, like, yeah. everybody's on edge. And I just like how she's trying to, like, she's like, I just want to talk. And it's just, like, weirdly awkward. Right. Um, but they all sit down and Cormac's kind of just left in the middle of this room with everybody eyeing him. Right. And Bryce, you know, it's nice. She, like, opens up a little bit. She's basically saying, like, she didn't know Sophie. She just heard about her. You know, and now, like, Hell's trying to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm open. If yeah. you're open, mm-hmm. let's chat. Yes. So, um, Cormac, like, agrees. Yeah. He <laughs> starts telling them, like, why he's after Emil. Basically, mm-hmm. he promised Sophie he would look after him. And Emil's on the run from Pippa because she's a fanatic, a fanatic that will just use him. Yeah. Um, and he thought that Emil might actually be in Bryce's apartment, which kind of surprised me because, you know, he was following Therian's trail, but mm-hmm. he wants to keep Emil away from Ophion. Yes. So it seems like he's on their side. Right. And apparently he's like in the city for another reason, which you're like, hmm, what's that reason? Mm-hmm. But it just like so happened like, oh, if Emil's here, I can kind of get this as like a two for one. Right situation Mm -hmm. um but cormac just makes me so sad like obviously we knew he had a thing with sophie right when he he, was agent silverbow in the epilogue or the prologue right and so he's like he's talking about like i promised her i'd look after a meal i failed her in every way i failed her and it just feels so sad that's so sad Um, but like Cormac tells them that Sophie had info that could be like war changing, but mm-hmm. the hind probably just killed her, you know, because she knew that she, like torture wouldn't work. Right. Um, and that's when Therian drops that they didn't find Sophie's body. Yeah. And Cormac is just like filled with such like raw hope that she's alive. And it just, it, it was so bad. sweet. So sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that really just made me sad. But, yeah. um, 
Then we kind of switch gears and Cormac is asking about Danica. He says that she and Sophie knew each other and it is why he agreed to marry Bryce. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? What does Danica and Sophie have to do with you marrying Bryce? Yeah. How is this all connected? Um, But basically he agreed to marry Bryce and Ophian needed him for a mission. Like he did all of that so that he could search for a meal. Because he's in love with Sophie. There's just like so many like steps. Because he had to get to the city. Um, One other thing that I thought was interesting in a similar vein of like how Hunt and Baxian were chatting with each other earlier. Mm-hmm. Cormac and Rune kind of have a similar-ish yeah. chat. Because mm-hmm. like Rune is like, I do not trust you. No. <laughs> no. Definitely and, not. And Cormac says, he, like referring to like when he stabbed Rune. He said that was 50 years ago. People change. Priorities change. See, like a new Cormac? But anyway, so this is just like really causing that big question of can we trust Cormac? Mm-hmm. We think so, maybe. Um, so Cormac, he wants, he knows of Rune's mind speaking abilities, wants to use him and kind of everybody in his search to help. Um, and Hunt kind of steps in and tells them that they're basically becoming in league with Ophion just yep. by like sitting in on this conversation with mm-hmm. Agent Silverbow. <laughs> um, and the Asteri could kill him for it. Yeah. Which, his like, it's like alarms are right. going off in Hunt's head. He's like, no, yeah. no, no, we're not. We're going back. We're mm-hmm. going back. Yeah. But I thought Yikes. like it's kind of crazy because Cormac is shocked that they aren't willing to just jump in and help others. They're only interested in protecting themselves, which... I agree. I'm, I'm on Cormac's page. Like he's, you know, supposedly the super selfish person and he's out there risking his life. Yes. And then all of our, you know, let's save everyone. They're like, oh no, no. Like let's take care of ourselves. So it's really bizarre uh, to yeah. see this. But like also you were just critiquing yeah. Bryce about being, you know, like she was about to sacrifice her family and go after a meal. And right. It didn't. So it's like, I feel like it's this really hard, like double edged mm-hmm. sword yeah. that they're all facing right now. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you do want to protect yourself. You want to protect your family, but you yeah. also want to do good. So it's like, how do you choose when to cross that line? Yeah. It's hard. It's super hard. No, I totally get like why they want to say no, yes. but I totally get why Cormac thinks they should say yes. Yeah. Like I see, I see both sides. I don't think either side is wrong. No, but it's, it's a hard decision. <laughs> it's a hard decision. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was, you know, sweet. So Hunt's talking about how he's like, he's, he's learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'd prefer to protect my friends from learning that lesson, which I was like, oh, I, I get it. Like Hunt's, been in the, yes. the thick of it like he was in the asteri prison he yes. knows the punishment like part of me is like "Ooh, cormac like you're a spy but like you haven't dealt with what hunt dealt with right like, you don't know mm-hmm. this trauma like you don't right. mm-hmm. so to me it's almost like he's like the pretty boy prince who's like playing spy mm-hmm. and it's like until you've been in the thick of it like yeah. you don't tell me mm-hmm. like what i should and should not be doing <laughs> that's kind of the vibe i was getting yeah from hunt and i'm on hunt's side yeah. of this um but there was a really sweet remark where uh rune said or thought he said it shouldn't have meant something to rune for Athelar to consider him a friend but it did and i just want to like flash back to like last book when these two yes were not friends no they hated each other and look where we are now i know full circle full circle yay friends but i i'm like i think cormac is being really insensitive Mm -hmm. to hunt but like again hunt or not hunt sorry Cormac has a cause yes. and the love of his life, Sophie, mm-hmm. has been lost. Like, I get why he's fired up. Yep. But, well, it's just a lot. I know. These things are war, spies, all of it. It's just, it's wild. It's all high stakes. It's so high stakes. <laughs> everything, everything is high stakes. Um. Okay. And so Bryce, I think, decides to kind of take that first step of trusting Cormac by yep. telling him that the cat was Adis. Yeah. which is like obviously shocking to him. Yep. Um, and she kind of decides to make a deal with him. She wants Cormac to teach her about her powers and to end the engagement. And in exchange, she and everybody else is going to team up with Therian to help a meal or to help find a meal. Yep. So, but I was also like, that's kind of bold Bryce that you're making the assumption that everyone's on board with this decision of yours. She's, she's really like, leaning into that role of yeah. princess mm-hmm. <laughs> to just like taking control of this moment. Yeah. 
Um, but Cormac agrees. Um, and he says, but the engagement will only be broken once my work here for Ophian is done or Ophian or whatever. Um, I need the reason to be in Valbara. And Bryce agrees. She says, we do need the cover to be seen together. Otherwise, anyone who knows what a piece of shit you are would wonder why the hell I would stop or stoop to hang with you. It'd be suspicious. And it's just her sass is so funny. But, like, it's a good thought. So right. they're essentially going to have this, like, fake engagement Correct. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kind of say that they need some time to process all of the information he's just dropped for obvious reasons. It's yes. a lot. Um, and then they're going to get back with him tomorrow. Right. And Cormac's like, I require your blood oath not to say a word of this. And it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you come down. You're in my house. So mm-hmm. excuse you. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I get it. Like his life is literally in their hands. They have yeah. all the information they need for him to be d- disposed of, basically. Right. So I get that. Yeah. But like, they're like, heck no, we're yeah. not. Cormac says, if I can trust cowards who like painting their nails while the rest of the world suffers, then you can trust me. And it's like, (laughs) damn. Somebody thinks very highly of Bryce. Like, good Uh, lord. um, But Cormac pushes Rune to meet him at the bar later today so they can discuss his proposal, whatever Mm -hmm. that's going to be. And he threatens to basically share Rune's mind-speaking abilities if he doesn't come. And I'm like, dude... I mean, I get it, because Rune obviously wouldn't come if there was no threat against him. So. But here's the thing. Again, I, I am not Rune. Mm-hmm. But if it was me, I'm like, you want me to work with you? Mm-hmm. The first step is don't fucking threaten me. I, like, yes. I would immediately be like, fuck you. Yeah. No. <laughs> we can talk a different day. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, I'll see it you would tomorrow. Just, yeah. I would I would be, uh, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Uh, but that's me personally. Yes. Whatever. A little Taurus in you. That's the Taurus in me. You, I have a, a shirt that my friend Aaron got me. And it's it's a Taurus shirt and has a, you know, bull on it. And it says, mess with the bull, get the horns. And <laughs> I feel that firmly. Yes. Anyway. Um, okay. So I thought this was um, kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cormac says, beyond Sophie, beyond Emile, this world could be so much more. This world could be free. I don't understand why you wouldn't want that. And Hunt says, hard to enjoy being free if you're dead. And Cormac says, I can think of no better reason to yield my life. And it's very honorable. Like, yes. I can tell, like, he is a honorable dude. Yes. Who maybe just needs a few classes mm-hmm. in, I don't know, kindness or um, <laughs> social graces. Yeah. But that's definitely a mic drop it as is. you're walking out the door. It makes me think that he's an Enneagram one. Just I like thought the same thing. Based on that, because like before I was like, I don't really know what he is. But when he said that, I was like, huh. He's a one. He's a one. He's a one. For sure. He's a one. He's a Gryffindor. Yeah. My kind of guy. I, <laughs> Sarah in male form. Yes. No, 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 no. You are much more graceful than he is. Thank you. Anywho. Okay. Chapter 17. Mm-hmm. Last chapter. Yep. Uh, Bryce and Hunt talk through what just happened and have a moment. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, Bryce ended the winter solstice agreement. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, I'm just God. like, I know I'm ready for like sexy time to happen. And they just have such good <laughs> chemistry. Oh, finally. Yes. We're like, give us sexy time. Yes. Okay. Because literally we didn't really get sexy time in the whole first book. No, we had the one like awkward couch incident. Right. And then we're how far into this book and still nothing. Yeah. We're like, probably like a third. Is that like the longest SJM's gone without anything? No, I would think Throne of Glass was. But Throne of that Glass one is, was a That's minute. YA. That's YA. So like that's, it's, it's yes. different. It's technically different. I suppose. Yeah. It's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so <laughs> they're all just kind of like, well, mm, we mm-hmm. all got a break. Like, Bryce has to go back to work. Hunt yeah. has to go back to work. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone's like, all right, I guess we're done with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they're kind of, you know, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like, decompressing together before they break. Yeah. And um, everyone's just kind of like, what do you want to do? Right. Like, that's the big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bryce is, like, specifically asking Therian, like, what do you want to do? Like, not because the River Queen's pulling your puppet strings. What do you want? Yeah. Um, And he says, I want to find answers regardless of my orders. I want to find the truth of what I am facing. The enemy at my front as well as my back. I'm like, okay. All right. 
but it's, it's all a bunch of hi- hypotheticals right, right. now. Like mm-hmm. no one really knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ethan's low key freaking out about Adis. Right. Still. I was like, is does, does he even realize the whole conversation just happened or is he like solely just focused on Adis? Like, like I was petting, what? I was petting a Prince of hell. Like, <laughs> oh man it's wild Mm -hmm. so um they all decide right they're gonna take a step away they're gonna take a breath Mm -hmm. and they'll reconvene on this later yeah um but ethan says and i think it's the most adequate summary of Mm -hmm. these last few chapters this was not how i expected my day to go (laughs) no not your average lunch break (laughs) no not your average lunch break at all um but i know like so bryce brings up dusk's truth um because she's kind of just in her head i feel like thinking about everything Mm. and she's asking if that could be related to like the lightfall squadron and hunt's kind of like picking up on that train of thought because you know lightfall is also known as dusk oh yeah so then she's like asking if project thor could be related to like the thunder god which is related to thunderbirds so it's like i'm liking her train of thought and then just like okay maybe 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 these are like good things we'll see um but yeah, Ethan thinking about the cat again. He's like, can we just go back to like how I was petting this cat? Yeah. I know. I love it. Too funny. I know. So Bryce leaves mm-hmm. um, and Hunt is following her. Yep. And I just like feel so bad for him. It like says he'd been free for a few glorious months only to wind up right back on the cusp of another rebellion. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell like he is just... He doesn't want to do this. He says the same war Adis had claimed, just by a different name with a different army. Hunt's hands slicked with sweat. He'd seen how this war turned out, felt its cost for centuries. And so he's he's so torn here because we know how um, – I think we've talked about Hunt being like a one. Right. I, th- I think we agreed on that. But I like think. maybe not. Maybe I'm assuming. But he's, he's definitely been like a very like – idealistic man in the past Mm -hmm. with the cause and and the war and so seeing the shift in him is just so interesting and he was so like clearly like settling into normal life and he's like terrified oh yeah 100 percent yeah and i get it and i feel like no one's giving him empathy around this not at all it's kind of shocking because bryce is just like she's very nonchalant like yeah we were never gonna be able to live normal lives and it's like it's been like what a, a couple months, couple months like you haven't even tried and you know she's just thinking like she thinks finding a meal and learning whatever sophie knew is worth the risk but honestly like i don't think it matters at all about Mm-mm. sophie or emil it's literally the fact that danica's name is involved yeah. like i think it's solely the fact that danica and sophie were connected and she just wants to know what danica knew and i'm like why does it matter bryce like yeah clearly danica had secrets like can we just drop it at this point yeah i don't know but now she's also she's trying to make it seem like um like there's more to it right than this Mm -hmm. and at one point which i think is so interesting it says hunt could have sworn her expression was one he'd glimpsed on the autumn king's face and you're like, oh, dang. Mm-hmm. And she starts talking about, like, you know, the Asteria knows something dangerous about us. So we should learn something dangerous about them. And this will protect us. And, mm-hmm. and all of that. And so she's scheming. And now she's I'm like, is this the part mm-hmm. that her father or the Autumn King recognized? Maybe. Of himself and her? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's, like, kind of scary that she's, like, putting on his face. Right. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hans just keeps telling her like, this is a deadly game. Right. Like it's not just, it's not, you're not the same Bryce as you were before yes. you made the drop. Like it's yeah. different. And she's, I feel like she's acting like it's not different. Yeah. It's, it's scary. I feel scared for them. I know. Um, and he tells her it's not your responsibility, Bryce. Mm-hmm. And she goes, it is. And I'm just like, why but it's not it's not like it's just some innocent kid i get that but there's a lot of innocent people in like you could go to asphodel meadows and try to help humans all all the time any day yeah and you're not like so why is this kid so important it's literally because it's danica that's literally the only reason this kid's important to you maybe i know i hate to say that but that's how i feel yeah but Um, it feels like hunt is is trying to be like mm mm-hmm We'll talk about it. Right. We'll find we'll find a medium. And I think that's a very mature right. response from him, especially since he's like very clearly in like a fear state of mind right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Anywho. Um, but then Bryce tells him that she doesn't want to wait until winter solstice Thank for goodness. them to be together. We're like, yes, finally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, and I seriously think that they were about to have sex in that alley. So yeah, so they make it to the bottom of the building mm-hmm. and then they're all, they are going at it in this yep. alleyway. Um, and I think they legitimately would have had sex had Hunt yeah. not had like any kind of rational thoughts where it's like, okay, literally people are walking by and they can see you and you're supposed to be engaged to Cormac. Yeah. Like you could literally ruin this whole facade. Yeah. So no, <laughs> sexy time, not in the alleyway. Right. Unfortunately. I know. Um, but he's being so respectful. Like he wants to make sure, sure, like a hundred percent, a thousand percent sure that Bryce like actually wants this. Like since she was the one that had originally suggested the solstice and he like clarifies that Bryce is what he wants and has always wanted. I'm like, Mm. no, so sweet. It's so sweet. This is, this is the hunt I wanted. I know. And CC won. Yes. So like, is he mm-hmm. like fully redeeming himself for me? Yeah, I think we're getting weirdly we're close. Definitely the getting time there around because I think I've been I was like going into like this book like still angry with him, mm-hmm. like from my residual past reads right. also, and now I'm like, which I think is so fun when we like read these and we analyze them a bit more yeah. deeply. I'm like, that's really not that bad. He's not that bad. I know. I was like, I know he right had now. that. I know we really bashed him when we did the CC one, but I was like, I don't, I like, I know he did the yeah. whole betrayal thing on the boat, but like, was that the only reason I really didn't like him? I don't know. Um, maybe right now more. I'm starting, I'm starting <laughs> to like get one back, one back over a little bit. Maybe yeah. he'll piss me off more in this book. Maybe but I'm like, Oh, hunt. you're not that bad. I know. Anywho. Okay. That's the end yep. of our section. Oh, anything else? Well, just that Bryce says that, he's what she wants to so Mm, so sweet i know okay so that's all for this week Mm -hmm. next week we're doing chapters 18 through 21 yeah we'll talk next week bye bye thank you so much for listening to a court of fairies and fangirls a sarah j mass fan podcast please rate review and subscribe and let us know what you think Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.